the hard shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Let's go the distance by keeping our distance. Nissan, innovation that excites. Well, today uh, marks World Asthma Day, and perhaps it's one unlike any in recent memory, as one of the groups that's been advised to cocoon during the restrictions for COVID-19 are those with severe asthma. We know that different forms of asthma affect hundreds of thousands of people. But what precautions should they be taking? Who is most at risk? It's a great pleasure to welcome the medical director of the Asthma Society of Ireland and respiratory specialist, consultant at St. Vincent's Hospital, Dr. Marcus Butler, now joins us. Welcome to the programme. First of all, I I got severe asthma myself and asthmatic bronchitis when I was about 16 up to, say, my late 20s. And occasionally I use the white inhaler and the the Ventolin inhaler, but I wouldn't say that I have proper asthma at the moment. Are there degrees of asthma that you get for life at a particular phase of life or do things like smoking or other things, hay fever at this time of year, aggravate it? Well, thanks for having me on, Ivan. Um, Yes, there are excellent questions about asthma. I mean, for just to remind everybody who's listening in, asthma is a, a swelling disease that comes and goes of, of the inner lining of all the, the airway passages. Um, and severe asthma is something that took a long time to actually be properly defined. And the definition is still uh, not as good as we'd want because it's not so clear. But essentially, severe asthma is defined by the level of treatment that you need in order to keep very well and not be having flare-ups. Um, we actually, for your listeners, if they're concerned about whether or not they meet the criteria for severe asthma, on the asthma.ie website, which is the website of the Asthma Society of Ireland, we've uh, made it fairly clear uh, to follow instructions to tell you if your severe asthma are not based on what inhalers you're using. So um, being, having severe asthma is not something that's preordained or that you'll always have. It can change over time. And it's quite common for patients such as yourself Indeed, from what you've just mentioned, it's extremely common uh, what you've described, which is to have asthma in in childhood, which can largely improve, disappear even in adulthood. Although about half of people who have childhood asthma tends to come back in some shape or form later in their life. Now, last week on the programme, we had COPD, which was uh, uh, not pneumonia, not pleurisy, but different forms of emphysema and bronchitis. Is there a link between asthma and COPD? There is, and uh, you could have another conversation entirely about the, the murky uh, nature of, of the distinction between the two, because to be truthful about it, it causes a lot of confusion for scientists internationally. We're trying to come up with better definitions uh, of asthma and COPD rather than using the, the, the labels that have been in existence for, for 20, 30, 40 years based around symptoms only. And it's very likely that there's a lot of overlap between different forms of what we currently call asthma and currently call COPD. And increasingly, uh, as, as treating physicians, we look for patterns of behavior of the disease that predicts the response to specific treatments. And sometimes they overlap between the two diseases, what treatments we give. OK, uh, the uh, Asthma Society have carried out a major survey uh, with the HSE in terms of, of, of the pandemic. What, what are the key messages that you want to get across for asthmatics in relation to COVID-19? Well, I, thank you. The, the Asthma Society of Ireland certainly carried out uh, a survey of uh, about 2,500 patients, um, and about 80% of patients were very concerned that they would not be tested 
quickly enough if they had COVID-19. That's uh, a, a key finding that came out. And I guess that, that a test would, would have a lot of psychological benefits, certainly for patients. It would be very helpful to know if you have the disease or not. Very helpful to know if it's in your house or not. In fact, it doesn't actually change what you need to do about your asthma um, because you have to, uh, if you have significant asthma that's prone to flare-ups, it's really important to rigorously implement the public health advice that it, within the house that's been mentioned all through this pandemic, the hand-washing, the, the, the etiquette, the cleaning, the door handles, knobs, remotes, computer screens, etc. Um, and a key action if a, a patient gets newly symptomatic with a change in their asthma symptoms, for example, um, would be to reinforce their efforts to stay away from other people in the house and to, to again, implement these public health measures. But if you're an asthmatic and you, you test positive, what impact? You know, it's an underlying condition. And and we've heard so many different cases. Young people, it can be asymptomatic. Some people, it's like a mind flu. Some person gets a head cold. Someone gets a sore throat. Someone gets a fever. Someone gets a cough. For asthmatics, is there any pattern to COVID infection? That's an excellent question. It gets at the real nub of the issue uh, in that everybody with asthma um, is, is very conscious that they're, they may be at risk. And indeed, the government has said that severe asthma patients have to cocoon because they're defined as being extremely medically vulnerable. Um, and this was uh, advice given before uh, evidence uh, w- w- is available, because this is still a situation that's rapidly evolving. And what I can say is that uh, our initial evidence on the link between asthma and COVID-19 was was strange, kept coming from China, seeming to show, to show lower rates of asthma in COVID-19 positive patients. But over time, uh, we're getting a contradiction of that earlier data. And we're now, we have data coming in from New York, for example, that show that the rate of asthma within hospitalized COVID-19 patients was higher than the background rate of asthma in, in the city of New York. Um, and in fact, here in, in Dublin, in St. Vincent's, we've just uh, had a study uh, accepted for publication in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology, uh, where we looked at 193 of our uh, COVID-19 patients over a one-month period who were hospitalized, and we found that about 9% of those patients had a physician diagnosed of asthma, and that is higher than the current rate of asthma in adults of Ireland, which is estimated at about 7%. So our data would actually tally quite well with the New York data and would contradict the earlier Wuhan and Chinese data that seemed to suggest that asthma wasn't so prevalent in COVID-19. We think, in fact, it is found uh, just as much as you'd expect in COVID-19 and maybe even at slightly higher amounts. Uh, But in terms of how dangerous it is, in asthma from our study, we see the same rates of severity as was reported already internationally for COVID-19. So to remind your listeners, about 80% of people infected with COVID-19 get a mild illness and about 14-15% get a, a moderately severe illness. And only 5%, in our study, 6% of our asthma patients had ICU level illness. So that should give some reassurance to asthma patients that they're not markedly at much higher rate of risk, but they're certainly not at any lower rate of risk. And it's really important that they continue to implement very carefully the public health advice that's uh, uh, that's very well known at the moment. Now, uh, this is World Asthma Day and all this week, uh, you, you, your normal fundraisers, like so many others, has been impacted. Uh, but before we get back to medical matters, maybe you just tell us about this 10 million steps for asthma, whereby people is it, have agreed to do walking and fundraising. And if people want to support the Asthma Society, how can they do so? Is it by texting or what? Thank you very much. If, if people uh, would visit the asthma.ie website, uh, they'll see this uh, campaign, which is we're encouraging people to do uh, 10,000 steps a day 
or uh, dancing or other forms of exercise um, and to also, if they can afford to do so in this difficult time for all charities, if it's possible to make a donation to help support our asthma advice line, um, that would be greatly appreciated. And also just to mention uh, that today we've launched uh, a Beating Breathlessness uh, campaign, which is a a WhatsApp-based text messaging service where patients with asthma and COPD can send a text message that will be answered by an asthma and COPD nurse specialist that can help them in the management of their disease. Hay fever, this time of year, you have high levels of pollen and other issues. So I know people, both with sinus and asthma-related problems, it is actually seasonal based on, on, on the hay fever. Is there any particular added risk at this time? So that's an excellent question. Asthma, as I said at the start, is this disease that comes and goes. And in different people, there are different things that set off their asthma, or the term we use is that triggers their asthma. And for those who have allergic asthma, it's things in, the, in their environment, such as pollen from, for hay fever sufferers that sets off their asthma. And we think of COVID-19 as another trigger, much like influenza and head cold viruses are certainly for many asthma patients are triggers that set off the chestiness of asthma that doesn't settle down compared to somebody who doesn't have asthma. Um, and uh, so pollen coming along is another uh, whammy, as it were, for uh, an allergic asthma patient in that they now have to be cautious about hay fever. And even in the cocooning advice that's uh, been relaxed slightly at the moment, whereby those cocooning can co- go out, outdoors for a short walk, keeping away from everybody. Of course, there's that risk that if uh, it's a nice, uh, windy, sunny day, that there's uh, pollen blowing around. It's, it, it's, it's an added risk for patients. But it underscores the importance for all asthma patients to be on their maintenance uh, regime and to have an asthma action plan in place. And if they don't have this, they can talk to the asthma uh, nurses at asthma.ie and can also call their GP in relation to that. Finally, I, I, I've come across, you know, I, my asthmatic attacks were so severe in terms of your lung going into spasm was like this massive weight and no matter how big a gulp of air you took, you didn't get any air in. And and I know of people who died from asthmatic attacks and I used to get cortisone injections to get out of it and so on. The question of running, you know, you know when you get out of breath, I, it's got, I'm 60 now so I'm not going to be running up hills, but for younger people who are asthmatic and say fairly rigorous sport, what's your view on that? That's an excellent question. You've described so eloquently there the, the, the weight sitting on one's chest uh, that we hear all the time from patients whose asthma is playing up on them. Um, exercise is another trigger for some people's asthma. Um, and the point that applies to exercise is similar to what I've said about things like hay fever, which is that if you're being troubled by exercise from your asthma, it's really important to be on maintenance treatment because gradually over time, as months go by, your tolerance of exercise can substantially improve so that you're able to do what you weren't able to do months previously from your asthma. And also in that situation, we often recommend a patient to take a top-up of their reliever inhaler uh, 10 or 15 minutes in advance of performing their exercise. And it's important to know that exercise should not stop patients from achieving their goals, uh, because there are many uh, athletes that you'll be aware of yourself, Ivan, that have asthma and have managed to uh, incorporate a maintenance treatment plan that allows them to excel in sport. Indeed. All right. Uh, my sincere thanks to Dr. Marcus Butler, Medical Director of the Asthma Society of Ireland. Now, if you are interested or know a family member, just go on to the website asthma.ie. The uh, advice line for asthma and COPD sufferers in this present situation is 1844. 5464 and do please support uh, the um, um, fundraiser 
10 million steps for asthma. Dr. Marcus Butler, thank you for joining us. And that's The Hard Shoulder on News Talk with Nissan. Together, let's play our part by staying apart. Nissan, innovation that excites.